coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. It's the year of Luigi, and then nine other years. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going so good. So good. You know, Patrick, I always have one eye to the future, and I'm interesting thinking ahead okay. <laughs> as to how we are going to title this episode, like it, sum it up in a pithy statement, because it's going to be a nightmare. It's a high concept. Right. The concept is, now follow us on this one, please. 2013 was the year of Luigi. Famously. Nintendo declared it so, and then it was. Uh, so we were looking back at the year of Luigi and thought, well, if that was the year of Luigi, what about all these other years around that? What is the decade? How do we classify each of those years? So we're going to be like, 2010 is one year. Is this too long for the title? No, you're right. Like, I understand this. You understand yeah. this. Yes. Our dear listeners understand this. How we sum it up in like five words or less. Now, see, this is where I am jealous of our listeners because they will have this information already. That's they right. They will know how we decided to title it. Yeah. Did we make the right choice? <laughs> right. Did we totally mess it up? We may have really, really botched it. Yeah. I but was... you're here, so right. we couldn't have done so thank that you. Bad of a thank job. you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, some things to get to before we uh, embark on this uh, nigh impossible task, although it's probably going to be easier to do than to describe. You can borrow my copy of Sonic Forces, also easier to play than it is to describe. <laughs> it's a weird game. You get to play as both uh, classic Sonic and modern Sonic and an avatar that you make of yourself. Huh? All you got to do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com and uh, give us a mailing address and I'll send you my copy of the game on Switch. You play it for as long as you want. You send it back. It doesn't cost you anything. Nothing. So. I mean, it's you, you got to do it. It's free. Get on the list. Um, and then here's another thing that's great, but not free, is uh, I wrote an issue of Transformers. The Valentine's Day issue of Transformers, uh, as drawn by Jack Lawrence, written by me, and being published by IDW, is coming out in just a couple weeks, uh, February 12th. Get it and love it. This is very cool. This mm -hmm. is so exciting. Also, are we allowed to talk about the thing that's coming up after that? Or not yet? Uh, we'll talk about that later. Okay, great. Great. <laughs> um, but do get, get this issue of Transformers. Uh, it is cute and fun, and I love it. So February 12th? February 12th. Love just it. In times for Just in time for Valentine's Day. It's a bad uh, slogan. I've worked out for it. <laughs> I apologize. All right, Mark, are you ready to get into the topic at hand? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so the premise that we're all starting from is that 2013 is the year of Luigi. Yes. Right? So why was 2013 the year of Luigi? So actually looking at the games were that were released, it's not like there's an overwhelming amount of Luigi going no, on. No, it is a flimsy pretext for calling a year, a 12-month span of time, the year of Luigi. And it, it, it might have been even longer than 12 months. In it fact, went it into, was. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes, the year of Luigi. So this is we're we're going to use the year of Luigi as sort of our our guidepost, right? So yeah. it is the so-called year of Luigi because Super Luigi U came out, mm-hmm. and that's the um new Super Mario Brothers U like expansion. Yeah, you could buy it separately, I think. Um, but it was just like harder versions of all those levels. Um, the Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, Mario and Luigi uh, Dream Team, which is I had the Mario and Luigi Dream Team. I still have. Uh, 3DS XL. Yeah, that came with a download of Mario and Luigi Dream Team, a game I've never played, uh, and it's got like really you've never played yeah, it at all. No. <laughs> um, it, and like it's got like Luigi like etched onto the back of it, mm-hmm. and he's like dreaming, and Mario and Luigi are in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Doctor Doctor Luigi also came out. Um, on the Wii U as like a, a downloadable uh, title, and so because of this, um, they declared it. This is the year of Luigi. Also, Luigi was in Super Mario 3D World. Right. Um, so they were like, look, Lu- Luigi's name is on a couple games, and he's in some games. Uh, therefore, it's the year of Luigi. Which, like, we're kind of diminishing it, but delightful. Of course. Yeah. And look, I-, I actually think that this is something that I would like to see them do more in the future, where they're like, I don't know, for some reason, this year, we're all about Princess Daisy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Totally. She's in everything. That would be so much fun. I mean... The Mario universe is kind of like the Simpsons, where there are so many just like side characters yeah. that for whatever reason we just all really love. And yeah, I would love a reason to celebrate Princess Daisy for an entire year. Why not? Yeah, it'd be great. Also, I think, I mean... Uh, the Year of Shy Guys? Year of Shy Guys. Wh- what a dream that would be. Reveal a new Shy Guy? That they like, they have a mask and they take the mask off and it's a Shy Guy mask <laughs> under it. Um, I... Uh, I have been watching The Simpsons some because it's on Disney Plus, right? Um, and uh, Who Shot Mr. Burns came up, and I watched it. Uh, which you know, it's it was coming up in the rotation, so I watched it. Um, but it struck me as amazing how effective of a murder mystery it is because there's such a huge cast, and you know and have affection for all these characters already. So, like you, most murder mysteries you can kind of start ruling out where you're like, well, it's not going to be this person because who would care? It's not going to be this because who would care? Um, but like, you care about everyone in Springfield. Let's, here's, what I'm, here's, my, here's my new pitch. Mushroom Kingdom murder mystery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's it. That's the whole pitch. I love it. It doesn't need anything. Um, so uh, you, using the goalposts as set by Nintendo, as long as there are a couple games that fit the category that we are declaring the year, um, that counts. If the year goes outside the year itself, I think still counts as long as it's close. Yeah, and, uh, and mine are not necessarily like Year of Luigi type classifications. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yes, sim- sim- me too, me too. Uh, so sometimes mine are very um, uh, year of this character. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's more like, year of this franchise other times it is year of this abstract concept yeah minor i think all year of this abstract concept but what we're going to be doing yes is uh for each year in the decade so 2010 through 2019 we are each going to propose what our like year of is we have each prepared cases yes so and we will determine which one either we meld them together we choose which one is best or we fight it out and determine that something else is right entirely yeah, exactly <laughs> uh so we are going to be breaking out uh the the whole year the only thing that i'm gonna say is that 2013 remains the year of Luigi. Fair. No matter what. That one is locked it's down. It's our North Star. That's right. It is carved in stone. Mark, would you like to go first on 2010? Yes. Okay, so 
2010 for me is the year of smooth sailing. Oh, yeah. now that is interesting. Tell me why it okay, is smooth so sailing. Looking at the Wii was what three years old at this point. Um, Nintendo had really maybe four, I can't four. Remember. I think yeah. two thousand six. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo had like really hit its stride. We were still getting a lot of great games for the Wii and the Nintendo DS. We did not know yet what was coming for us in the next couple of years. Right. The Wii had not quite crashed and burned yet. Right. right? Like it was it was not a software graveyard at this point. So here are some of the releases from 2010 that I wrote down as being like um interesting or like of of note. Donkey Kong Country Returns. Mm-hmm. Kirby's Epic Yarn. Yes. Metroid Other M. Mm-hmm. Super Mario All-Stars. Because it was like a Mario anniversary, maybe like 30th anniversary or something yeah so they like re-released they literally just put uh all stars on a disc and every we all bought it yep uh super mario galaxy 2 was released they were doing weird things like sin and punishment star successor uh we party came out and then on the ds you had dragon quest 9 golden sun dark dawn mario versus dk miniland mayhem and like pokemon heart gold and pokemon soul silver so like it was and that's just some of the releases that year so like everything was going great so uh yeah yeah and that is those are good examples um other m is kind of a bummer in there um but it was like the first metroid game in a while you know like we didn't know at the uh intel was released right that it wasn't like awesome as part of like hype cycle like it was it was an exciting thing yeah um so a smooth sailing makes sense to me here's my pitch for that year and it is, uh, this is one of my very literal, like, doing it like, mm-hmm. like, like Donkey Kong. Yeah. Uh, or doing it like Luigi. It's Donkey Kong. <laughs> it's the year of Donkey Kong. Um, because Donkey Kong Country Returns is uh, essentially revitalizing a 15-year dormant franchise, right? Um, uh, so it, it's, it's Donkey Kong Country Returns. It is Donkey Kong Jr. coming to the Nintendo DS. And it is Mario vs. Donkey Kong Mini Land Mayhem. It's three games, one of which is a retro game, um, but like the sort of cornerstone of it is uh, the return of Donkey Kong Country. And while we haven't, well, you know, Nintendo has done it better since then in um, Tropical Freeze, uh, like the template is clearly laid down by Returns, mm-hmm. right? Um, so for, for me, it is, it is the year of, of Donkey Kong. I also think that Donkey Kong Country Returns, uh, at least... So at least for me, I kind of take for granted that Donkey Kong Country exists again. Yes. And I know it's been a while since Tropical Free was was originally released, but it was only like 2018 that it was re-released for the Switch. Yes. And um so, but at the time, the fact that Donkey Kong Country re- returned and it returned <laughs> yes. by like retro games, yes. like it was crazy yeah that they were like putting some like serious muscle and money behind making a good donkey kong country game when it had just been gone yeah and like you know in i i I always imagine that uh the rare nintendo relationship like ended messily but maybe it didn't maybe it was just like a business thing they were like whatever um but the it it was the sort of thing that you were like oh too bad we're never gonna see donkey kong again right and then we did yeah uh, and so that's that's why I think for me, 2010 is the year of Donkey Kong. Yeah, that makes sense. And when you're saying these like groupings, um, it'll come into play a little bit later for me as well, where you're like, oh, there's just like these games. That's and 
in when you're looking back on it, you're like, oh, this is like the resurgence of franchise X. Yeah. Like this was like a planned strategic attack. <laughs> and we didn't recognize it. We didn't it recognize it at the time. So yeah, I like that. I'd like making 2010 the year of Donkey Kong. Great. Um, so then 2011, should I go first? For yeah, go for it. Okay. So 2011 for me, I feel like I did a little bit of a cop out. I say that it is it is the year of 3D because mm. um, uh, this mm-hmm. is the year that the 3DS comes out. Obviously, that's a big deal. Um, but Nintendo was just like, yeah, now we're going to put out a bunch of uh, Nintendo 64 games, uh, but make them 3D. Star Fox 3D, uh, Ocarina of Time 3D, and then Super Mario 3D Land as well. Um, this isn't the strongest argument here because obviously they, they were putting out 3D stuff, but I... Like, that's almost one of the more kind of gimmicky Nintendo things. Um, well, the 3DS remains a system that I dearly love. Uh, it is not because it's a, a 3D system. And I'm sorry if you also mentioned this, but this was also when they were doing, like, the... Um, uh, they were taking, like, 3D th- classic games and remaking them in 3D. Yeah, it's it's when they started that. Right. Um, is, is this when uh, uh, the Kid Icarus 3D Classic comes out? Or is that maybe, mm, maybe I'm not later. sure. 2012 is when Uprising came out. So I don't know if it was like timed it might, around might that. It might have been after that. Uh, and well, in, in, in any event, I, I, don't, I don't think it did come out. Um, it might have been developed by someone else. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah, so that's, that's that my pitch is, is the year of 3D. Yeah, I like the idea of the year of 3D. That's a really good one. So mine is, again, in like a more general Nintendo sense, the year of misreading the market mm. because the, the the Nintendo 3DS launched and it launched at $250 and like vastly underperformed yeah um the Wii U was revealed at E3 2011 and it was a really really like weird muddled reveal do you remember the part where they showed off like a sizzle trailer to sh- to try to show like how powerful the system was oh, and it was just like like a landscape with like water and then like there's like a bird on a branch at the end yeah and it's just like really weird and underwhelming you're like what am i looking at um there was some like you like good stuff that came out that year mario kart 7 uh like you mentioned super mario 3d land ocarina of time 3d scar fox 3d Legend of Zelda, the Skyward Sword. So there were like substantial releases, but it just really began to feel like everything was like a little miscalibrated. Yeah, and I think I like y- y- you're listing the like high profile releases, and even some of that like is Skyward Sword like I, that, that sort of continues the trajectory of um like from wind waker to twilight princess to skyward sword but it almost seems like misunderstanding what people were excited about in like the newer zelda games so like misreading or like missteps like mistake i do feel like it is totally part of that um i I will gladly support uh 2012 being the year 2011 sorry 2011 being the year of misreading the market um well observed, Mark. Do you want to lead off on 2012? Sure. So my pitch for 2012, and I promise that these eventually get much more positive, is just like 2012 is the year of what is happening. <laughs> okay, uh, sell me on that one. <laughs> okay, because I uh, l- like you get 
things like Kid Icarus Uprising, but for the most part, you're getting like Paper Mario Sticker Star, which um, people were very upset about. Yeah. Because it like changes what Paper Mario is. Uh, there was New Super Mario Brothers Wii U, which I feel like has is a fine game and it has had its reputation kind of um it's been rehabilitated yeah, recently but um at the time like it basically this was when the Wii U was la- was launching right so yeah. like it's we crazy to look back on the Wii U's launch and you're like it had it was like some bizarro monkey paw version of third party support where it had a ton yeah. of like third party support especially maybe like western third party support but it was all like real weird or haphazard or like limited by the Wii U like the Wii U even the fully featured ones like the Call of Duty or Assassin's Creed like the Wii U was getting in the way of the game itself yeah or like uh, Arkham City remember there was like a an Arkham City armored edition right yeah and like you weren't going to get the DLC like it, it was all yeah it was DLC. just like all yeah. like weird stuff like that where everything just felt like kind of like a bizarro version of what should or like what was supposed to be happening like all the pieces were in place but they were all for whatever reason like like there was something wrong with it like the foundation wasn't stable yeah so what what did you call this year (laughs) the year of what is happening the year of what is happening um so mine is similarly negative but it is the year of leaning on mario Mm. um because the following games came out in 2012 new super mario brothers u new super mario brothers 2 mario party 9 mario tennis open mario and sonic at the 2012 olympics uh paper mario sticker star and then also like nintendo land he's around in that too uh like it is so much of like i don't know just put mario in it like just put him out there um to uh like to its detriment like there's too much mario in here to the point where like the brand doesn't mean anything anymore Mm -hmm. um and like there are always kind of a lot of mario games uh but like this is ridiculous there are two different new super mario brothers games that came out this year so, I don't. I I feel like we're we're hovering around the same thing. Um, what was yours like? How did you phrase it? Leaning on Mario. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I I feel like that that makes sense. Okay, we'll 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 do that. So uh, 2013. Oh wait, we need 2012, right? Oh no, that, we just that did is that. 2012. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, so 2013, year of Luigi, of course. Yes, we agree. There can be no argument there. I, I had a parenthetical for this one because this feels like the year that the 3DS really finds its footing. Yeah. Yeah, that that is correct. Only took uh two full years. <laughs> yeah. Them pouring everything they could <laughs> into it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want me to lead off on 2014? Yeah. Okay, so 2014, uh, it was a little bit tougher one for me, and. This is maybe kind of a stretch, but I'm calling it the year of Toad. Um, Because this is the year that Captain Toad Treasure Tracker comes out on the Wii U. Um, A game that I love and is near and dear to my heart is uh, not the first time that Toad was a um, like uh, main character of a game, um, but is one of the most uh, like prevalent um, examples. Um, Other games that came out this year that uh, featured Toad include Mario Kart 8 um mario golf world tour he's a playable character in both of those games and then uh nes remix volume 2 includes wario's woods which is a puzzle game where you control toad 
So uh, 2014 for me is the year of Toad. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mine was 2014 is the year of like, what's a Wii U? Because even though they... No, what's a Wii U? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What's a Wii U? Yeah. It's, it's funny. We both just did the exact same thing. Because we were like, no, I think the joke is right here. <laughs> it's a what's the matter with you, right? <laughs> right? That's what we're doing? That is that is what we're doing. Because look, there there were games for the Wii U for sure. Mm-hmm. Right? Like Bayonetta 2, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. That's one of the things that looking at... Um, uh, I interrupted myself because there's actually a lot more. Dunk Kong Country Tropical Freeze, Hyrule Warriors came out, Mario Kart 8 yep. is released. So these are like big releases. Like it's interesting looking back on like just um a list of games released because there are like a lot of like Stone Cold classics. And I know that that is now the um legacy of the Wii U kind of is that it's a little bit unfairly maligned. Yeah. Like the game wise, like the quality of the games is there a lot of the time uh it's just like they were so infrequent yeah well i mean it is weird though because 2014 is also the year of smash right yeah on wii u and 3ds right so um but like but looking at the releases like we did it's like oh yeah the 3ds had really found its groove and so nintendo was just like putting out so much stuff yeah on the 3ds at that point that uh, the Wii U like was there, but even at this point was kind of beginning to feel like an afterthought to my mind. Yeah, I mean it, that thing was just so poorly positioned, like in the market, like and just uh, horribly communicated too. That like, how do you know that what you're getting is a new? Because the Wii totally antiquated by the time the the Wii U comes along. Right. I mean, even by 2011, the Wii was like really on its last legs yeah um and like to have something come along with the same basic branding and then also like your the games that you're launching with it are like a party game and another new super mario brothers game like it is it's no wonder people were not like racing towards it trying to like get the games yeah um and it really is only in 2014 where i think people started to discover it um, and we're like retroactively playing um, Super Mario 3D World and Kart and uh, Smash by the end of the year. Yeah. Um, so how? So I I think your answer is better. What's a Wii U? Yeah, I think this is. Or I mean, can we even call it just the year of the Wii U? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it, it it is like what, but it's also like this. Right. It's like it's it's multifaceted. It's what is you know. It's like the year of the Wii U from all sides. What is the Wii U? Celebrating the Wii U? Yes. I'm on yes. board for that. Okay. Uh, so, the Wii U. Uh, all right. Mark, you want to lead off for 2015? Yeah. So, 2015, I have the year of table scraps. Because it is kind of rough all around. Sure. Uh, on the Wii U, you get Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival, which is a game that, to this day, makes no sense to me like i do not understand it uh-huh. i don't know why they thought it would be appealing to anybody um animal crossing do you want to play my copy <laughs> is yours still in its box uh, no i've opened it oh, and yeah. played it <laughs> uh can you what is it okay so it is a 
It is a board game. Uh-huh. Uh, and the method by which you roll the dice in the board game is you scan an amiibo. And that amiibo is... I see. Like, that's that's how you take Does it your have turn. to be an Animal Crossing amiibo? Yes. It mm. comes with two Animal Crossing amiibo. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that is most frustrating about this board game is that it has very little... You make very few choices in this game. Yeah. Um, and, like, all Nintendo video board games... Um, there's a huge element of just like, uh, and now you get screwed over, um, because like the rules change on you and someone gets rewarded for something that has nothing to do yeah. with like the game as it's been played. It's just one of those where I'm like, wh- who thought this was fun? It feels so desperate. It feels yeah. really desperate. Yeah. Um, Animal Crossing, Happy Home Designer. Now at this point, New Leaf was blowing up in Japan. Yeah. So this one makes a little bit of sense to me, but still like a weird like side project get like chibi robo uh ziplash on the 3ds codenamed steam devil's third on wii u it's just like such a weird mario tennis ultra smash which is famously maligned for just being like half a game uh nintendo badge arcade uh yeah mario donkey kong tipping stars Oh, sorry to blow right past Nintendo Badge Arcade. I was I was looking at the list of, of games and uh, almost didn't register that you said Nintendo Badge Arcade. What a wonderful, weird, dumb, terrible experience. Yeah, there, I mean, there's always, like, there are, like, hidden gems. Yes. And Nintendo Badge Arcade is such a baffling but, like, charming thing to exist. It is, like, the best version of what it is right like and what it is is bad <laughs> but it's such a good version of uh something bad um you know and again like there were some great wii u games released this year you got uh super mario maker splatoon was released this year on 3ds we got uh majora's mask 3d uh triforce heroes this was the year of the new nintendo 3ds i think because Xenoblade Chronicles 3D was released. Xenoblade Chronicles Cross was on the Wii U. So Yoshi's Woolly World. There was like a lot of stuff. Again, you look back and you're like, oh yes, some Stone Cold classics. But it's all just like surrounded by so much like just kind of like leftovers. Yeah. So and that that was your Mm -hmm. the scraps. Yeah. So for me, 2015, I put the year of squads. Um, Ooh, this is good. This is much more positive. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, well, and just you—you've mentioned all all three of the games that I'm I'm gonna cite here. Um, but Splatoon is obviously a game where, like, if you could, you know, hook up with three other people. Yeah, you have to roll with your crew. You got to roll with your crew, and if not, you're gonna just be put with a crew. Zelda Triforce Heroes, same thing—a mm-hmm. multiplayer Zelda where you have to play it with two other people. Um, and then Codename Steam, well, not technically a multiplayer game. Um, has that sort of, you know, it's like XCOM-esque um, from uh, Intelligent Systems, the people who do uh, Fire Emblem, um, made this game where you are, uh, you know, turn-based controlling a squad of uh, characters to fight evil aliens. Um, so that, I mean, that's that's where my list kind of ends. Yeah. Um, but is uh, maybe an interesting... Nintendo always has kind of like a, a multiplayer focus, um, but this is a time that is weirdly um, not local multiplayer um, in both Splatoon and Triforce Heroes that like work. Yeah, I really like that. I think 2015 should totally be the year of squads. Perfect. Um, okay, so now going into 2016. So 
this is one where I have reached maybe a little bit too far back into 2015, and I'm not super confident in this one, okay. is, is, is what I'm saying. But I am calling this the Year of Animal Crossing. Mm. Um, and I'm bringing forward uh, Amiibo Festival from November of 2015 and Happy Home Designer from September of 2015 and uh, lumping that all in with New Leaf Welcome Amiibo in, at the end of 2016. Um, so this is, and maybe this should be like the year of Amiibo in Animal Crossing because all three of these, um, you know, two new games and one like big add-on pack all revolved around Amiibo functionality. Um, we already discussed how uh, uh, Amiibo Festival is like, uh, you just use the Amiibo to roll dice, but uh, Happy Home Designer famously had um, like cards that you like would scan in. You could also scan in um, like the actual Amiibo figures or pieces of furniture or whatever. Um, and then the update to New Leaf um, introduced uh, Amiibo functionality as well. Yeah, that's... Uh... That's interesting. I like that a lot. So I kind of went in the opposite direction. I'm scooping in something that Scoop. happened in 2017 yeah. to lump it together. So my year is like a weird fiscal year where I'm starting in like November. And, you know, so I can get the SNES Classic Edition in there. Because I'm talking about the year of Star Fox. Oh, yeah. I love this. Where this we got, is right. We got Star Fox Guard uh-huh. and Star Fox Zero in, like, December 2016. Yes. And then Star Fox 2 came out uh, with the SNES Classic Edition in 2017. Um, what, what, what month? You know? September, I think. Sure. But, uh, yeah, so, like, if you wrap your arms around this weird Frankenstein of a year. Yeah. Um, excuse me, Frankenstein's monster of a year. Thank you. Then uh, I think we can safely declare it. So maybe it's, like, the first half is um, the year of Animal Crossing, and the second half is the year of Star Fox. Well, so uh, this is interesting. Do we want to split it? Because, like, like you know, just as, as you're describing, because Animal Crossing starts the previous year and Star Fox ends the next year. Are we calling 2017 the year of Star Fox and 2016? No. Oh, okay. no, absolutely not. 2017 is the year the Switch comes out. Oh, right. There's no way we're calling that the year of Star Fox. I think what we have to do is we have to uh, take 2016 and acknowledge that it is the year of Animal Crossing, maybe even specifically the year of Amiibo in Animal mm-hmm. Crossing, slash the year of Star Fox. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's uh, where we're breaking a little bit our own rules here, so it can be two things. Um, and I, I'm going to type that. Well, you. I mean, it's a real year of Animal Crossing because Pocket Camp came early 2017 too. I think. Oh yeah. Okay. There we go then. Um, Star Fox. Okay. So 2017, like you mentioned, is of course the year that the Nintendo Switch was released, and I find it hard to name this year anything other than the year of Breath of the Wild. Yes. So, and we we can call it that. I have it labeled as the year of freedom, mm-hmm. um, because oh, I like that because the this Breath of the Wild obviously is like the standard bearer for you approach this game however you want. Mm-hmm. You wander around this enormous world. It is your adventure. You have it. Um, and I've felt that, uh, and I I'm sure I said it at the time that it is a perfect fit for the Switch, because the Switch is all about you play this exactly how and when and where you want to. Um, so the fact that Breath of the Wild, a game that you have, it's its all self-driven. You decide where you're doing, when you're doing everything. 
Um, and so you're doing that on the Switch, but you're also playing games like Snipper Clips, which is another, like, there are solutions maybe that the game has in mind, but, like, you cut out whatever shape you can. You figure out the puzzle any way you can. Um, it's a, it's a, a perfect thing for Switch. And then also Mario Odyssey comes out at the end of the year. Another, like, huge open explore this kingdom for as long as you want to there's always going to be more uh, moons for you to find and move on when you're you know you found like six moons whatever move on yeah find a new kingdom it also feels like just like on a more like uh you know to personify nintendo as a corporation a little bit like 2017 really felt like uh nintendo breaking free of what other yes. what you know like they had been seemingly very quietly just like toiling right ready for like a year to break out yeah and re-emerge and this totally felt like a year of like freedom for them as well yeah where they're I, just like there were like yeah. so many like pr- classic like nintendo things but also um you know like strange experiments and one two switch w- arms arms yeah and then like zelda was a completely new way of looking at zelda odyssey was something different um yeah i i love i love yours i i think that's great um it also i i really like uh the notion that you just had there of like nintendo breaking free of what they were you know like uh shaking off the stigma of the wii u but also uh like kind of firmly establishing that they can be nintendo that they don't have to like that them moving into the new generation doesn't mean making a nintendo playstation or a nintendo xbox it's still like it's freedom from the rest of the games industry right yeah totally true like they like the Wii with the Wii, they set their own path mm-hmm. but it was like in opposition to the rest of the industry whereas the switch it, it's feels not, it's not even really in opposition it's it's like kind of in the same line but just not as powerful right like with the wii well sorry i guess with the wii u is yeah my, my oh sorry part. yeah so like the wii right they were like yes and, and you the, are correct. the switch is them going down their own path but it's like in harmony yes which like i think was one thing that like the wii u really suffered from is like so discordant from what the rest of the industry was doing that like it just didn't thread the needle that nintendo tries to do often which is just like uh, we are marching to the beat of our own drum, but we need like everybody to be on board with us for this yeah. to work, including yes. like internally. Um, I also think as great as the system as the Nintendo 3DS was, like that entire generation, like the DS and the 3DS, both just lived in the shadow of their uh, predecessors. Like even the 3DS was kind of like with the 3D part. Yeah, it was 3D was a little bit of an albatross where you're like is this you know like right and it also like never hits the sales highs of the original Mm -hmm. ds um and you know that's such a weird drug to be high on the sales of the of the ds and the sales of the wii because like it's unsustainable stuff right like they were both flash in the pan um like ideas that appealed to people who were already playing games and people who uh had never played games before and would never play games again is it crazy to say that the 3ds and wii u were like too safe uh no i think that's i think that's right i think both of them were and the 3ds i think ultimately recovers probably just because of pokemon yeah i mean i think uh especially in japan like people love handheld games yeah and the 3ds was still a great system that like started off poorly absolutely yeah and and both were just looking at what came before and said like okay let's do the next one of those yeah and like 
you know, I, I maybe this is something that we see in uh, the the handheld side of it, but like other otherwise, Nintendo has is really aggressive about changing their branding on their systems on their uh, home consoles between generations, and then from Wii to Wii U, they're like, I don't know, just put a U on it. It still uses Wii remotes, um, and like from the uh, DS to the 3DS, like the same crazy design, but like we change one thing about it. Yeah. Um, which uh, it's a little bit like the Game Boy to the Game Boy Advance, but um, you know, the it's obviously not the same at all as the leap from the GBA to the DS. So yeah, I think that's exactly right that they are too safe. Um, I had an alternate pitch for 2017 that we're obviously not going to go with, um, but the year of Fire Emblem. Um, Because this is the year that Fire Emblem Heroes, Fire Emblem Warriors, and Fire Emblem Echoes Shadows of Valentia all came out. Um, And, but the reason it's, I mean, first of all, how could this not be the year of freedom with uh, the Switch coming out? Uh, And yeah, like none of these, none of the Fire Emblem games are going to be like, you know, the be all end all of like Fire Emblem experiences. So, um, that's just my alt pitch that I wanted to acknowledge, but uh, you know, not not actually honor. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to 2018. Yes, and I don't have like one that I love for this. Okay. Um. So originally, I had written down that this was kind that this was like the year of the Wii U. Because it's a little bit of Nintendo. Like I know we got like super or mario kart 8 deluxe in 2017 yeah um but i feel like 2018 is and i'm trying to think if there were other sorry in 2017 if there were other wii u games that were like um resuscitated for the switch arguably splatoon 2 yeah i feel like that's that's enough uh, enough different yeah but uh so 2018 we're getting like you know, like Bayonetta two comes over. Okay, so hold hold on, just, just one. I'm gonna jump in for a second here because my uh, my name for the year is the year of ports. Mm-hmm. Um, that I feel like this is along the same lines. Like you're about to name a bunch of Wii U games that came over to Switch, right? Right. Yeah, and even like you know, we got like uh, Treasure Tracker was on Switch and 3DS. Yep. Um, you know, yeah. So that 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 was basically the line where it was like, oh yeah, like. 2018 we got a bunch of ports it was actually the year that like a bunch of wii u games that were great yeah uh, but didn't get their due on the wii u came over to switch can i uh, briefly read my uh list of ports uh, yeah for, for 2018 yeah. um and none of this is to say that it is bad that these games were uh ported to the switch whatever no i mean uh, i didn't own a wii u so when i'm saying these are great games it's not because i knew from firsthand experience bayonetta one and two Resident Evil Revelations 1 and 2, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, Dragon Quest Builders, Hyrule Warriors, Luigi's Mansion. Uh, uh, this is on the, the that, that is a port to the um, 3DS. The World Ends With You Final Remix, WarioWare Gold, not technically a port, but basically a port of uh, WarioWare games to the 3DS. Even Pokemon Let's Go is a little bit of like a, a port slash upgrade. Mario Tennis Aces is like fine but functionally just another mario tennis game and even look i hate to say it it's a great game and i'm glad that it's there uh super smash brothers ultimate not a port necessarily but like we did just get a like full featured huge smash game a couple years previous on on the uh uh on the wii u this isn't a hill i'm gonna die on uh (laughs) 
but other than to say that it's not like a year that Nintendo was really bringing like new new stuff right or not in like the switch. headliner fashion right because yeah. we still got um weird experiments like labo yep um and we were seeing like some mobile games and things like that but yeah i i completely agree with you that uh the year of ports is totally fair yeah and that that one it, it feels like a little bit of a bummer um but like i mean how, how do you follow up the year of freedom and like you know, they're all good games. Yeah, it's still or, like, good for, games. Or yeah. I guess for the most part, they're but, all good games. Yeah. <laughs> but like I, you know, like uh, we 100% bought Bayonetta two. Yeah. Um, I love Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Yes. Like uh, these are ports, but a lot of them are like, or at least that one at least is near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Um. Okay. So that that's the year of ports. Uh. So now we're up to 2019. Just this last year. Um. Do you have? A nice solid way. I don't have a nice solid way. Okay. So to me, the let's d- the sloppy yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> to me, the year of 2019 is like the year of cruise control. Mm. We're not speed two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the only speed I had seen for a very long time. <laughs> uh, it is 2019 was a good year for the Switch. Had some really great games. Had some fun surprises. Not a uh, a lot of like original stuff, a lot of surprising original stuff like Astral Chain and uh, Demon X Machina, but you know, like not really a good year, not a bad year, just kind of like the Switch was holding steady with a couple of like tentpole releases along yeah. the way. Um, so for so cruise control, mm-hmm. speed two cruise control, speed two's cruise control, <laughs> one where they put leeches on somebody, the villain puts leeches on himself. I don't think there are enough leeches in movies anymore. It's a real easy way to show, like, that person is the villain. <laughs> Wait, he's doing it for torture and not no, for, like, medieval no, 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 me- no, no. Meta- medicinal purposes? No, no, no. I think um, my memory is that he is doing it for medicinal purposes on himself. I don't know why. I can't remember why. Is it possible that he is a time traveler from the Dark Ages? Yeah, I believe that. Okay. Um, it makes sense why he didn't know how to drive a ship. A cruise ship. And needed Sandra Bullock to do it for him. <laughs> Presumably, I don't really know the plot of <laughs> Speed 2. I can't remember. Um, so, for me, and this is something that I've been pitching most of the year. Um, so, forgive me if you've heard it before. Um, but 2019 is the year of the handheld switch for me. This is the year that the handheld franchises made their way over to... We had seen Mario. We had seen Zelda. The, the console versions of these games appearing... Um, on Switch, but 2019 is when we get a new mainline Pokemon game in Sword and Shield, um, where Fire Emblem Three Houses, where uh, Box Boy and Box Girl, Tetris 99, Link's Awakening, all of these fundamental uh, portable experiences uh, are showing up on Switch in 2019. I think that's the right answer. I think that makes a ton of sense. Um, and I've just been saying it for so long. <laughs> Uh, okay, so um, uh, help help me remember. Um, uh, let's see if we can do this. Um, uh, 2010, it, we've decided is the year of Donkey Kong. Yes. Okay. Uh, 2011, the year of misreading the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2012 is the year of leaning on Mario too hard. Uh, 2013, of course, the year of Luigi. Um, 2014 is the year of the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Um, 2015 is the year of squads. 
2016, here's where we start to cheat, is both the year of Animal Crossing for like earlier in the year, slash a little bit the year before, and the year of Star Fox, partially the, the year after. Um, and then 2017 is the year of freedom. Thank you, Switch. Thank you, Breath of the Wild. Um, 2018 is the year of ports, slash the year of Wii U ports. And then 2019 is the year of the handheld. Mark, I think we did it. I think so, too. Um, all right, let's close this out. What do you think, listeners? Uh, I, I would love... This is obviously how we viewed these years. Um, uh, I think it, it helps that the last three years we've been doing this show. Um, so, like, those were easier years for me to categorize. Um, but if someone else was more plugged into the Nintendo ecosystem during like the rest of this time, uh, not to say that we weren't, but uh, I, I would love to hear anyone else's take on what these specific years are. Yeah, absolutely. So email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com and let us know if you've got other pitches for uh, the names of these years. Okay, uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, you can share it on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you share things. Uh, maybe you want to write down the URL on a little strip of paper, roll it up and put it in a glass bottle, and put a little cork in that bottle, and throw that bottle into the ocean. Yeah, maybe it'll show up in a Michelle Pfeiffer movie someday. May what is that a reference to? I think it's a movie called Message, Message in a Bottle. In a bottle? That sounds like it'd be a Mary-Kate and Ash Ashley Olsen movie, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, where they're covering the police song. Over, like, the end credits. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape at Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apeatbetty.com or by listening right now. From my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening. Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with drills for hands, or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, happens all the time, then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot, Bigfoot Collectors Club, you're, you're here to, to believe, believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.